1: The wait is over. Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez both returning on the same night for Liverpool ahead of the start of the new season. Welcome along as we react to the Reds' latest preseason outing with myself, Guy Clark, and here with me we have our Liverpool correspondent Paul Gors. Liverpool 3, Hertha Bullen for Mane Minamino and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain all on the score sheet out in Austria course, it was a defeat in the end for Liverpool, but I think for many people, the big takeaway tonight is Van Dijk and Gomez both out on the pitch and both back for the Reds.
0: Yeah, no no question. That's the big takeaway. It's probably the only takeaway really, isn't it, from a pre-season game that was um, quite entertaining as far as pre-season games go. But normally they're a bit of a slog and you never get any rhythm going because of the changes that, that happen left, right and centre and... This one was a little bit different, wasn't it? There were plenty of changes, of course, but um, both teams going for it. Um, and both teams looking like they could have scored and, and so approved with seven, seven on the score sheet in total. Uh, but yeah, Van Dijk and Gomez, of course, that the, that's the big story from tonight, isn't it? They? they got a little over 20 minutes. Um, every kind of pass and touch was was cheered massively out there, wasn't it, for the 11,000 fans who were in attendance Large majority of which were Austrian fans, of course. Even some you never walk alone before the game. Um, every Liverpool goal, they've got a massive following, haven't they? So, um, you know, some uh, lucky Austrian supporters got to watch uh, Van Dijk and Gomez in action tonight. Um, we're going to see. We're going to see um, the bands of the Grade on on Twitter try and wind up Liverpool fans over the next coming days because of the Everton goal, the second one. But um, Van Dijk does the the trademark. Shows him the space and, and says, go on, run into it. Uh, I'm quicker than you, I'm stronger than you. And then as he goes to close the space, he kind of just gets his legs tangled a little bit. Giovatic, clearly an experienced striker, uh, manages to wriggle free and get the shot off and, and get his second goal. And um, I don't think we need to read anything into that. You know, Van Dyke is coming off uh, 285 days out injured. Um, it's, what's that, eight months, nine months? Um, yeah. Good for him to get 15 20 minutes of the tank. He'll obviously build on that next week in some of the one of the two games against Bologna and then um, take it from there with the, with the games at Anfield. I think he'll only play in one of those and then uh, see where we are when the season starts. Still expected to be Canarte and Matup starting that one. Um, but yeah, massive nights. Great to see him back and uh, just a little something extra to look forward to next season or, or this season.
1: Yeah, a few of the takeaways I had was sort of I think it was that first. Long range pass he had that went straight to Andy Roberts, and that radar has not been affected at all. And Mm -hmm. I think, sort of, as you say, certainly that last goal and the slip, and it did look a bit clumsy. There's no sort of point in in getting away from it, but again, I suppose that highlights the point of how good it is for Virgil van Dijk. And they made the point on the commentary on LFC TV to have him back during pre season and that he can sort of get up to speed during this time in sort of non competitive action because you wouldn't want him to be coming straight back into. Sort of a a key game in the Premier League in say November and slip and make an error like that and it costs Liverpool points in a Premier League
0: game. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I thought um, that as you say, there was passes and, and there was one particular wasn't it, that trademark rake pass from uh, actually it was from right to left this time rather than from left to right. Um, but I think think he knocked it to Elliot. It was it was wide and, and uh, that threw probably the biggest applause of the night and it was just to see wasn't it textbook Van Dyke and, and what Liverpool fans have missed for so long Um yeah it, it was a little bit of a, a slight mishap for the goal it what, what did look a bit clumsy and um, you know Van Dijk had six weeks of, of match action in his legs that wouldn't have happened and they still would have expected him to kind of snuff out that threat even though Jogic is obviously a, still a very good striker he's been around for, for a while now hasn't he but um, still still, uh, still knows where the back of the net is uh, but yeah, I thought it was good to see Gomez back as well, obviously. Um, he's been out a little bit less than Mad Mike. I think there was about three or four weeks in between their respective injuries. I must admit sort I of was surprised to see Gomez. Um, I thought he might have been a little bit further behind in his recovery just because of the, the uh, when the injury was, as I say, November rather than the October. I don't agree with the same type of injuries, but they weren't necessarily too different. Really, they both serious knee injuries? So uh, yeah, great to see both them back and uh, Liverpool now have uh, five fit um, centre-halves capable of, of playing for Liverpool, so uh, I think Jan Klopp will be delighted really. Uh, he didn't really say too much post-match, he was kind of caught up in the, in the kind of emotion of it all, that the fans were still there cheering on everything and when he, took, he had his interview he was just kind of a bit manic and, and just didn't really make too much in terms of points and and, you know, uh, key takeaways, it was all just a bit running through the goals that he conceded, the goals that they scored. And um, I think you might settle down on, you know, a, a training tomorrow or the, the recovery sessions tomorrow and talk through the, the goals that he conceded in a little bit more detail and try and, you know, um, shut up shop a bit better next time. And, and he still look sharp going forward. So um, all in all, it was probably a, a really good workout.
1: Yeah, and I suppose we're now probably at that stage, aren't we? I was going to ask you sort of where Liverpool are at and probably best kind of be said on on Van Dijk as well. That I think he may well have played a bit of a hand, it won't go down as an assist, but in, in the third goal that was palmed out and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain rifled in, but sort of just... Sort of broad stroke with Liverpool's preseason now. I suppose it is probably the back end of this week, leading into next week ahead of Bologna and the two Anfield games, where maybe we'll sort of start to see Liverpool now take it up a notch. Everyone sort of seems to have had an hour or so under their belts, apart from those obviously coming back into the group. And now, sort of Jurgen Klopp maybe talking about those goals and a few of them were certainly avoidable for Liverpool, and and maybe. Off to Evian, and that being a time where Liverpool can turn the screw and really properly, properly sort of fine tune their preparations.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not too worried about about that defensively. You know, um, teams teams always concede sloppy goals in there in pre season, and of course there will be work to be done. But I think once once the uh, the big day comes against Norwich, I think they will be sufficiently ready. Um, so I'm not not too concerned about that at Klopp was disappointed to concede for I think he said that in his, in his post-match transcript. But um, well, on the flip side, they still look quite sharp going forward. I thought most had a good game. Naby Keita continues to just breeze through these games, looking every inch a superstar. And I think the big point for him now is to kind of take that into competitive action and stay fit. The ability is not in question, as in him and Joel Matip are kind of in the same boat in terms of, you know, um, both. Superb elite level players But They never fit So If they can prove the fitness Then the quality Is never in doubt Is it So um, Yeah Hopefully Katie can build on that um, Oxlade-Chamberlain Again Bit hit and miss as, as a number nine But took his goal well Really good volley wasn't it Keeper Kind of punched it out Into his Area And he, and he struck it well And He's always been able to do that To be fair Oxlade-Chamberlain Whether he's a You know a Playing right wing back Centre mid or up front he, so, he's got a really good strike on him, and, and um, he'll be pleased to get his goal. But I'm not too convinced of him as a centre forward at the moment. Um, or Minamino, if I'm honest, he took his goal well as well, actually, but um, just seems to drift in and out of games and very much on the periphery. And I um, think there's work to be done for him as well. So, I think Liverpool are in probably a, a decent space at the moment, but there is still work to be done. And, and to be fair, they've got. You know, two-hour games against Bologna next week and then uh, the two games against Anfield before Norwich. So they're probably halfway through, aren't they? And, And they're about where they should be at this point.
1: Yeah, like I said, it feels as though maybe in, in the next week or so things might sort of step up a little bit and obviously there is a lot of the youngsters still with the squad at the moment as well. But I wanted to talk about Keita because he just teases us in, doesn't he? Each pre-season he reels everyone in and you feel as though, ah, this will be the season. He'll knuckle down, he'll prove why the club made him the third most expensive transfer of yeah. all time for Liverpool and then things don't quite go right. But again... Watching his performance today, you can completely see and understand why that fifty two million pound price tag was was put on him by RB Leipzig because certainly the second goal as well that Liverpool scored, it was finished by Minamino. Fantastic back heel from uh, Mohamed Salah that spun into Minamino's path, but it was all started by that high pressing from Nabi Kater after the initial attack it looked as though it kind of broken down. Yeah, exactly, wasn't it? He was he was Pushing up very high, and, and Liverpool got the first goal from a similar
0: situation, really, in terms of press and high. Goalkeeper, you know, his throwout was intercepted by Simakash. So, club uh, will be pleased with, with that in particular because we know how much stock he, he puts in pressing and high up the pitch. And uh, yeah, if Kate had had stats to his game with the natural ability and, and hopefully a prolonged spell of fitness, then we could be looking at um, a new player at Liverpool. Uh, not on new signing. Hesitant to use that phrase because he's been here four years now and yeah. um, should be doing more for a fifty-two-three million pound midfielder for me. But he's got the ability to do it, uh, which is why he's still at the club. Because um, I think if, if he didn't have that natural ability, I think Klopp would have washed his hands of him long ago. If we're being perfectly honest. Um, so he keeps teasing the supporters. You know, showing what he can do. And now it's just a case of him. Um, dominating games more than decorating them and um, yeah, it's nice to be able to do it in a pre-season friendly against their of Berlin for an hour but I want to see him doing it against Norwich, Chelsea, Burnley, after the international break, stay fit, carry that into the autumn, carry that into the winter, into the new year. It, that's basically the challenge for him now um,
1: and it's a big one because he hasn't proven that he can do it yet but we shall see in the coming months. Yeah, it's a big hill to climb isn't it? Because it's not even just a case of the the whole staying fit and and starting, say, more than three games in a row, it's actually start those but dominate those midfields in each of those as well that's the expectation and it's not wrong for for Liverpool fans maybe to expect that of that kind of player but tonight you you sort of referenced it beforehand with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and and Minamino but did we kind of see tonight as well maybe in terms of fine-tuning and taking that next step actually the void still there in the this Liverpool squad the likes of Jordan Henderson and Fabinho not around James Milner still playing that defensive midfield screening role and then later yeah. Leighton Clarkson and, of course, Roberto Firmino, exactly what he brings to linking the attack.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't really replicate what Firmino does. I mean, question marks over Firmino's form and probably have been for a while, really, but, you know, when he's at his best, it's one of the first names on the team, She's isn't he? So, he's, so, he's probably Liverpool's most unique player in terms of how he plays that number nine role. So, ask an chamberlain as a central midfielder, to be able to pick that up in a pre-season schedule is probably probably massively unfair, actually, and, and I was a bit critical of his performance against Mainz, and, and I have been in that analysis for this, but now that we've thought about it, perhaps I've been a, a bit harsh. Um, but I think Klopp sees what he's, what he's got in his locker, is someone who, who can, can do a job there. You know, He's got a great strike on him, as we mentioned, and he's got a good engine, he's got a great pace, um, he's obviously very comfortable in possession, so He's got a lot of qualities that lends itself towards being a, a decent striker and we'll see in the coming months if he can adapt to it. He, he was asked about it again after the game by LFC TV and um, he, he's just said that he's, he's still getting used to it, I think. I think he admitted a week or two ago that he still sees himself as a central midfielder and, and I think I do, but the um, competition for places is a lot more pronounced in the midfield than it is up front, isn't it? Certainly down the middle. So... Um, yeah, he's a versatile player and Klopp loves those, so there will be space for him at some point this season. And let's not forget, he didn't have a pre season last year, did he? Um, I think he came back in the November time and, and never really built up ahead of Steam and, and couldn't really because Liverpool were basically just playing, who they could get on the pitch at times last season. So, um, yeah, um, you know, difficult for him at the moment trying to replicate that number nine, but. Uh, I still think
1: he's he's got something in the tank and and he might he might have a decent season. Yeah, interesting to see how it does play out well. That's us looking back on the friendly defeat in the end, as it were, against Hertha Berlin, but the result, not the important factor for Liverpool on this evening. It's all about the return of Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez. That it, though, from our Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst, Do make sure to head across to the Liverpool Echo and check out all of the analysis and in-depth look-backs on the result and the performance for Liverpool. But from myself, Guy Clark and Paul Gorst, thanks for joining us. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the post game podcast
0: on the Blood Red Channel.